When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I knew it. Another Heard at Media production. This is the anthem for everyone who wants to be free. Oh, oh, oh. Today we have Darren Karp, who I am so happy to know and have gotten to know over the years. I feel blessed you're in my life and I'm so mm-hmm. happy you said yes to this. So yes. welcome, Darren. Thanks for having me. I was so honored you'd ask me. I feel the exact same way about you. Well, thank you. So yesterday we were on this NBC out. um, What was it really? It was an out at NBC, like moderated panel for those who belong to the out at NBC group. And it was basically a discussion of queer women in their own industry. Yeah. 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 So basically I learned some things about you yesterday. And Darren, is it true that right out of college, you have worked for the NBC Universal Family, and that's the only job you've had? That's true. I was actually an, even an intern at CNBC in college for two years. And then right out of college, I, I took about three weeks off from college, and then I became an NBC page right from there. So your work ethic is not the norm of your generation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a millennial with a Gen X or work ethic is what my friends say. I mean, seriously, like you're such a role model and an example. Um, and I'm fascinated, like you didn't have to have 14 jobs before you found your career. When you went to college, did you know what you wanted to do? Always. I've, I've known it since I wanted, I've known what I wanted to do since I was about seven years old. And I was going to go for it. I had a backup plan in college, which is why I didn't major in communications or anything like that. But I've always known I wanted to be on air since I was a little kid. What was your backup plan? Uh, I wanted to be a therapist. I was going to go be a psychiatrist Aww. and go to med school. That's why I love you. <laughs> You're a good listener. Big proponent of therapy, people. Big proponent of therapy, okay? Totally. Everyone could use a therapist if you can afford it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and at seven years old, were you like practicing in front of the television? Yeah, you know, I was really like obsessed with the genre. It's I love game shows. I want to be a game show host. And so I just got caught up. They used to have like, um, they'd replay old game shows from like the 60s and 70s, you know, Match Game and Family Feud with Richard Dawson and Let's Make a Deal with Monty Hall, who was my idol. And I would just kind of come fascinated. It was like the only television that like win or lose, you had a great time, you know, like it's just positive. It was, it wasn't the news. It wasn't trying to be snarky. It was just like, can you answer questions and win this money or guess or something like that? And like, and every man could do it, which is why I was always kind of drawn to it. And I just thought like, that's such a fun career to have. I want to have that. Yeah. So, um, obviously you are on your trajectory and you are not stopping. And I love that about you. Leah and I both said the same thing. She will end up where she ultimately wants to be because of your perseverance. And even when you don't get paid, you are showing up, right? And that's That's your, so you, what do they call that? Um, Skin in the game, right? So you're putting the skin in the game because your return is down the road. It isn't immediate. And that's something that a lot of people need to learn about. Sometimes you have to give to get, right? And 
And if you're really Absolutely. passionate about a career, you put it in, you put everything in. Same thing as a captain. I wait, I would stay up till two or three in the morning and work. And you know how to do every other job below you. You know, if you needed to be the, you know how to tie the knots, you know how to clean the boat, you know how to do it all. Like, you know what every single position should be doing. And that's always what I felt like if I wanted to have a long career in this industry, which I do, I need to put my head down and really do the work. I think, you know, we always complain about the generation kind of below us, but I do think there's a little bit of like a lack of just stick to and just like patience, you know, and, and, and granted, I am very lucky because I have a beautiful mentor in Andy Cohen and he has just been able to really teach me kind of the way. And whenever I'm kind of feeling down on myself, I'm like, Oh my God, am I ever going to make it? I'm 35. What's going on? He's like, you know, I didn't really make it to my late thirties, early forties, Darren. And I look at someone like him and I'm like, that's the trajectory I want because it's lasted, you know, it's, he's really built an empire of just putting his head down and doing the work and saying yes and going for opportunities. And certainly for me now, I mean, obviously I want to get paid captain Sandy, but I'm willing to sort of make, there's a lot more than just monetary payment in this industry. A lot of it is networking and finding out other people doing cool things, kind of realizing what you like and what you don't like, which is just as valuable. So I'm really like a, a student of life in that way, I think. Yeah, but you persevere and you don't stop. And that's what I admire. Never. I got to hear Andy share his story, which was fascinating how, you know, he put the time in uh, when he started before Watch What Happens Live, became Watch What Happens Live for $50, right? Yeah. And he did yeah. that. And it's like, I was in awe listening to his story. And I was like, wow, that that is another example of putting the time in um, to have your ultimate dream come true because dreams come true when you put the work in. Yeah. And you, you kind of have to know like your worth at the time. And I think for him wanting to be paid 50 or hundred bucks per reunion was just like, Hey, I'm not worth the money that he's making now. You know, he's like, just give me a chance. That was what it was really worth to him. Right. The money will come later. And yes. never has there been kind of a bigger lesson for me than that. And just, you know, my partner in life also tells me that all the time. And, and she's just, she's just like, put your head down, do the work, keep forward, you know, and they have this kind of saying that rejection is God's protection. You know, sometimes when you don't get something, it's actually for the better. You know, you just weren't the right fit. And sometimes that has nothing to do with who you are or your skill. It could be a number of other factors and you can't really bog your head down and always the rejection of everything. You know, you're not supposed to get everything in life. That's right. And, um, you know, Leah, I believe that happened with her, like for her singing career, because you see how when you go that far to fame, how yeah. so many people in that industry suffer from drug and alcohol suffer. addiction. Yeah. And die yep. ultimately. And so, they kind of burn out, you know, they just yeah. kind of fly too close to the sun and then don't really know how to regulate themselves. You know, I always say when people become famous, it's kind of when they stop growing as a person, like whatever age you become famous, that's the maturity level that you are. And I think with someone like Andy, who became, he was a fully fledged human being before he got famous, much like you fully fledged human being, you know, if you weren't sober and we're doing this reality show, your life might be completely different, but because you have a good head, I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for you. It's just, no, like, I do right. know you to that extent. And yeah. like, you know, thank God you are, because now you can look at it with like, okay, but I'm still a yacht captain first. I'm not a reality star. And you have a really good head on your shoulders. And, and that's why you treat people with respect. And I just think that like, when you kind of come up in the ranks, as opposed to getting it overnight, you know, you, you're able to balance it a lot more. So hopefully that'll happen for me. Yes, exactly. And I love, you just pointed something out, which I just learned. I learn from everyone because I pay attention to when they speak. And that's such a, a skill is learning to listen and be present. Absolutely. I didn't know that whatever age you became famous, 
is your maturity level. That totally makes sense, Darren. I Doesn't am, it? Like, totally. Think about people, right? Yes. Think, like, oh my think God. about it. It's crazy. It's it, nuts. Like, I think that's the general rule. Obviously not for everyone. You know, I've known plenty of famous people who were famous younger and they just, you know, because of their upbringing or because right. of their parents had a really good, you know, sense of self, but it's rare to kind of find that. And, you know, I, I think I, I, I and then look at someone like you, you know, I think it's just, um, I think that's a good general rule to kind of go. I by. totally love it because I would be, I was very, it was like a mystery to me. Like what is wrong with this person? Because now that they have fame, they have definitely changed. And why are they yeah. acting like that? Yep. Yeah. So well, that makes the sense. Age that they became famous and people started saying yes to them. And then that's, yeah. they, they don't need to grow anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, well, for me, this, this whole thing is about you and uh, a work ethic because I admire your work ethic. Uh, knowing your generation. And um, you recently moved, big move. You're a New Yorker, full-fledged. Through and through. Through yeah, and through. Like, I didn't know what Tribeca meant. Can you tell us what that means? <laughs> yes, I was telling Nadine, my partner, and you were on the phone. I was like, what is, I've been trying to teach her little New York things when she moved there. And Tribeca stands for Triangle Below Canal Street. So that's what Tribeca stands for. And you were like, I didn't know that. And I was like, I taught Sandy something. Yes, you teach me yeah. a lot, Darren. It's, I love you. watching you on NBC. You know, like, honestly, you. you're so, you're such great TV. Um, now that you're in LA, what's the next move? <laughs> Well, hopefully, luckily, I, you know, still get to work with Andy, which is really nice. And I get to do my podcast. So I get to like kind of keep everything, hopefully expand my network, do a couple more like L.A. local hits over here. I want to get more into like the award shows I got to do live at Oscars, live at E, excuse me, for the Oscars in March. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of strikes happening right now, but Emmy season is coming up in a few months. And so I just kind of want to I'm hoping for more gigs over there and get to kind of continue my job just with a better view and better weather. You were great on the red carpet. You Thank were you. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. Wore green Gucci suit and I felt really yes. spectacular. Oh my I gotta gosh, say. And you were killing great. it. Like I was so happy. Like, you know, my entire life, I would never think that I would get to meet someone who's like on the red carpet, like talking about people and, you know, meeting people. It's Thank really you. cool. Like, you know, cause I didn't have uh, that trajectory like you did in life. Like you knew what you wanted to do. Mine was very different. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of <Yes>. like <laughs> happened. That's how it happens though. It kind of happened. Making other plans, you know? Yeah, That's exactly. Um, which I totally love. Like there's so many different, you know, avenues in life and where you end up is what you put into it. And I really believe that. So it was really cool. I was like, that's awesome. I have ne like, I remember I was in Cannes one year and that's when Angelia Jolie had, she was pregnant and she had that green dress on and I was oh. on the red carpet there, like not on it, but you know, five layers behind with all the yeah, security yeah. and was just so excited. Her. I'm the, I'm a, you know, I love stuff like that. So I can't wait. I'm sure you will, you'll land that. You Thank know, you. Um, the other thing is that I really respect is how you, don't lead with who you work for because very rarely. Yes. I very rarely lead with that. Yeah. Yes. I, I love yeah. that. You, you, you're not that person and you're grounded. You stay humble and tell people how to do that. Will you? Because we, you need know, it's, that. I have a funny story with that. Actually. Um, when I started working for Andy, I want to see it was 20. I, I started working for him in 2011, but I think it was like 2012 or 2013. And he got invited 
to MC, I think he was MCing the CFDA awards, which is essentially like outside of the Met Gala, like a big, big fashion award. I mean, that's the thing. And he took me and we were backstage and, you know, I was there with Ralph Lauren and Oscar de la Renta and just all these fabulous people. And Hillary Clinton was there and Hillary Clinton's coming down the line, introducing herself to everyone. And she comes up to me and I shake her hand and I say, I'm Andy Cohen's assistant. And she says, but what's your name? And that was like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like I'm Darren first, you know, like I'm Darren Carr first. And then all the other things that I am and, you know, all the other things that I do is part of it. Uh, but it was a really big lesson for me because I thought like, okay, the reason I'm here is because I'm Andy's assistant. And she kind of, you know, had this rapport with me where I was like, no, the reason you're here is because you're supposed to be here. It's not just who you work for. It's, it's you. And that was such a kind of a profound moment for me. And now I really introduce myself with my name as much as possible, as opposed to who I work for. So that was a pivot for me. You know, it's been 12 years. And I think originally when someone asks what I do, it feels, you know, it's like when people are like, oh, where'd you go to school? And you're like, Harvard. You know, when you're like, oh, of course you went to Harvard, you know, like, of course, like it feels weird for me to be like, yeah, I'm Andy Cohen's assistant. Like, it just sounds, I don't know, like put upon. I And also, like, I feel like I'm more than that now. Like, that's certainly how I started. But I really feel like I'm my own person now. You know, when I get introduced on the Today Show, it's Darren Carp, pop culture, you know, expert or contributor and host of Shaken and Disturbed, which is my true crime podcast. Even though I talk about being with Andy, I don't lead with that anymore because I do feel like I'm a really individual person. And Andy has helped cultivate that. So it's 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 really a testament to him. But yeah, it was kind of hard to get out of for a little bit. I had to really establish my own individuality. And once you kind of have that aha light bulb moment, a la Hillary Clinton, if you're lucky enough, um, it changes your perspective on your worth and that you aren't just what you do. Right. You know, I love that you're not what you do. You are yeah. a human being first. Amen. And then your chosen career, which yes. you have not stopped. Um, so your podcast, the one, what's the second one? Not Shaken and Disturbed, but. The- yeah, Shaken and Disturbed is the more, like my main one now. I, I might have a few more coming out, but I can't talk about those yet. Because, okay. you know, in this industry with yes. the strikes and everything, you yes. never know if yes. things are, yes. you know, what's yes. going down. So tell us about it. Shaken and Disturbed is an offshoot of my old True Cry podcast. Same co-host, uh, me and my me and my friend John Thrasher. Uh, we used to host this Martinis. It's called it was called Martinis and Murder, and it was on Oxygen Network. So it was a true crime true crime podcast on the Oxygen Network. And then we spun it off and called it Shaken and Disturbed. In fact, Nadine actually named the title of it because we were trying to think of crime with drinking because that's how Martinis and Murder kind of got started. And so she was like, instead of Shaken and Stirred, do Shaken and Disturbed, and We started it in 2021, at the beginning of 2021. We do weekly episodes, a different case a week. We're uh, we're talking about the curious case of Natalia Grace, which was this insane documentary that was originally on ID and now on Max. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. But we usually talk about a case a week, and true crime is sort of something I've always been really interested in. I'm a big victim advocate type of person. I believe in the innocence project, you know, I'm not really for the death penalty. And so I've always been kind of intellectually interested and curious about it and being able to talk about it makes me feel like I'm in more in control of what's kind of going on out there with the crime and everything. I totally love that. I like a good mystery. And yes. so do you become detective like where you're trying to solve the mystery or is it? Absolutely. I mean, there are so many cases where, you know, I do believe in you are innocent until you're proven guilty. So even if all the signs point to this shady dude in the left, you do have to be able to prove that in the court of law. And that's really what I'm so fascinated about. Like 
almost the perfect crime in a lot of ways. But, you know, when we first started the Golden State Killer, who was this notorious serial killer in like the 70s and 80s in California, you know, never got solved. And my podcast partner, John, it was the very first episode we did. He's like, you know, he knows the route so well. I wonder if he's like an ex-police officer or whatever. Fast forward to, you know, three or four years when they actually catch the Golden State Killer. It was an ex-cop that did that. And so being able to kind of go back to those episodes and talk about us, like, and just our theories is really fun and intellectually interesting to me. You know, you'll find this interesting. Um, Well, I studied Kabbalah for years and I, um, Mm -hmm. there was one woman who was a Kabbalist and she was, uh, you know, they do the charts and, you know, the time you were born and she was studying and doing charts on serial killers. And she was trying to find, was like there the a connection per- with the plan alignment? It was really fascinating. Did she? Did she find well, any I, sort of connection? Not, like, I, I mean, I studied it, but I didn't, you know, that was her business. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't ask. God, I got to reach but out was, to that woman. That's <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? Like That's, when you think I mean, about insane, it. Like, like in a good way, like that is so fascinating. Yeah, and I it, wonder if there is some like mathematical astrological formula for that kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like not fascinating what they do, of course, but yeah, just to clear that yeah, up. No, no, no. But fascinating to find that link. I mean, any sort of link was really cool and interesting. Did you ever do the Ted Bundy one? Of course, Ted Bundy, Dahmer, you know, these are the main ones, Jean Benet. Yeah. Um, we covered OJ, we cover Adnan Syed, which Serial did, uh, Insane Clown Posse. We've covered like all the major ones, but it's really, unfortunately, the ones that get the most press are usually people who have low socioeconomic status or minority groups. And so we try to highlight those people too, because they don't get the Gabby Petito, you know, uh, news hour for days and weeks at a time. They don't get the Jean Benet treatment, if you will, where people are kind of still talking about that so we do try and bring in the less popular crimes as well because i also think that those are important you know every life is important you know that uh ted bundy was in my life like early years of my life and i remember uh you know florida has an electric chair <clears throat> and i remember seeing a bumper sticker because they didn't yeah. have a seatbelt law and they were trying to pass it and on the bumper sticker it says i'll bun- buckle up if bundy does oh my it god was so really? morbid I'm like, how could you compare wearing like, a seatbelt? Get down with that! Like, I know, just me. Like, I know that like Ted Bundy's like a bad dude, but I just like I can't wish death upon I anyone. Know. Like, it was morbid. I, I, I want them thought, to be in prison. Who made that bumper them- sticker? Yeah, like I right <laughs> things like, like that. Oh my god, that's wild. That's yeah, wild. Pretty wild. Um, anyway, that's- so I yeah, your podcast. That's awesome. I'm gonna listen Thanks. more often because Please. it's pretty fascinating. I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm more of a sci-fi person. I love science fiction, science, yeah. well, all I mean, things science. Not to be morbid, Sandy, but you are a captain of the seas and a lot of death happens. A lot of bodies are dumped in the sea these days. So that's a, yes, almost a perfect a, crime because of the currents and everything. So, that's right. Yeah. And um, I think there was a few assassinations that's happened on yachts. I think you could Google that. I'm definitely confident Maybe about that. Maybe one right? from the UK that owned the big newspaper company. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I know who you're talking about. And yes, I, I wasn't there, but science point to that for yes. sure. It's pretty fascinating. So when you go on these yachts, like, cause you're like with the wealthiest of the wealthiest. And I always often yeah. wondered, are we a moving target? <laughs> I mean, you never you got, know. Like, you know, sides right by pirates. You almost got hijacked on the high seas or whatever. So like, I mean, it's possible. Yes. Well, yes. In the pirate sense of when pirates are thieves at sea. So when you think about right. it, like 
Uh, most of them are not violent, by the way. Like the majority of them are not. They do hold guns, but they never really kill anyone, which is really well. They great just want the goods. They, you know, they're not. It's there a to big insurance. To, like they've learned yeah. the game: um, uh, cargo versus lives. Right. So, uh, can you imagine wrong. if they didn't pay the claim? Uh, anyway, no, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's. I mean, yes, we've had the threat of pirates many times. Um, and I've heard on the VHF, like a friend of mine was anchored off of Ponza. It's an island off of Italy. And they stole his tender overnight. So that's why we load everything at night. Everything. Right. You can't keep it. It's like unlocking we, your, keeping your car unlocked. It's like nothing should be visible. P- keep it in the trunk. Don't be, don't be inviting these thieves to anything. That's yeah. right. Yes. That's so, wild. Yes. Thank you. You know, I wanted to say, um, I am, I can't wait to learn more about you because Every time I'm around you, I learn something new. And I wanted people to know who Darren was, who Darren is, thank not you. was. You're alive. Thank God. And I want people to know you because they see you and they go, oh, yeah, Darren and what you do, right? But you do so much more. And keep thank going on that road. You're incredible. I'm so happy we're friends. And I'm going to see you too. soon. I'm really lucky to have you as a friend. Thank you for having me, yeah, Sandy. Thank Thanks you. for being a role model for me. Don't hang up. I love you. Bye. Don't hang up. <laughs> Nothing's gonna hold me down again I'm letting go to rise above